Welcome into the PFF NFL Daily. It is day one of free agency, almost in the books as we record here. So we're going to go through our day one winners and losers. It's all brought to you by DraftKings. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now for the opportunity at a $1,000 deposit bonus. That's promo code PFF for new customers to get an opportunity at a $1,000 deposit bonus only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older in New Jersey, Indiana, Michigan, or Virginia only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT or in Virginia, call 888-532-3500. All right, Sam, everybody loves a good overreaction, so that's what we're going to do here. We know we shouldn't, but... We're going to anyway. Winners and losers from day one of free agency. Let's start with the positive. Who won? Who won day one, Sam? The Los Angeles Chargers. Really? Uh, They won free agency, Steve. Yes. They are desperately trying to put an offensive line in front of their young superstar quarterback, Justin Herbert. And I think they've done a really good job of doing that so far. Obviously, it's it's day one. They've got the draft. They've got the rest of free agency to come. But they signed the league's best center last year in Corey Lindsley. Okay, they've made him basically the league's best paid center, which is, you know, fair enough. He allowed four total pressures last year, all season long. Now, okay, he only played in 13 games, but still, four total pressures compared with the absolute disaster that the Chargers have had at not just center, but all of their offensive line positions for any number of years you care to look at. Um, It is a massive seismic upgrade. Dan Feeney last year for the Chargers at center gave up 33 total pressures. Uh, So, you know, it's a massive upgrade for them. And they signed my guy, the guy that I've been sending to every team that needs offensive line help, Matt Filer from the Steelers. And he's a guy that I think this is a great move because he's an almost guaranteed upgrade to solid, passable, decent, reasonable offensive line play at one position. It might be guard, it might be right tackle, but he will upgrade one of those positions. So in theory, all of a sudden, the Chargers have three-fifths of an offensive line that is viable, which is a hell of a lot better than they looked on paper heading into today. Yeah, so you have them as winners just because they were coming from such a position of weakness along the offensive line and you know, in having part. Matt Filer, two-position superstar, of course. That was your automatic winner. No, I, I like what they're doing. Absolutely like what they're doing. I also think they could put the the cherry on top, maybe in the draft, 13 overall. They might be able to get one of those top two or three offensive tackles, Rashawn Slater, maybe Christian Darisov. Um, and I think that would be great uh, moving forward for that offensive line. So, yes, absolutely like what the Chargers are doing. I, I might take the the lazy way out here, but I'm, I'm saying the Bucs won day one of free agency just by just by keeping it intact and it was day one but it was also Levante David getting re-signed a couple days ago he never got to hit free agency Shaquille Barrett was the last well Shaquille Barrett and Rob Gronkowski we knew that Gronk was essentially going to stay with with Tom Brady so I don't know if you give them credit for that but Shaq Barrett was the other piece that they wanted to keep intact so now you have the Bucks with essentially their entire Super Bowl roster back Antonio Brown still out there and Dominican Sue still out there and a couple other pieces. But it, again, free agency is all about making sure that you just don't have holes going into the draft. And I think the Bucks go into the draft in a huge position of strength where they could take the best players, regardless of position, maybe add some offensive line depth, add some receiver depth, some corner depth, the things that will help for this year and for the future. So I really like the Bucks just making sure that they're in this power position heading into the draft. 
Yeah, they were in an interesting spot because the players that were actually scheduled to hit free agency, by and large, were really key, important parts of that Super Bowl team. And running it back, bringing all those guys back, usually a lot of times teams just sort of say that and and reclaim all those pieces without any real determination as to how important those particular elements were and how upgradable they would be, even if they needed to move in a different direction. The Bucks, I think, needed those pieces back. Like, it's their chief edge rusher. It's their best receiver. It's, uh, you know, the tight end that has a, a real connection with Tom Brady. It's a linebacker who's still arguably the best coverage linebacker in the NFL in a time where that's ever more difficult to find. And they don't have a ready-made replacement on the roster. I know Devin White is the heir apparent that a lot of people were pointing to. Devin White can't do the things that Levante David did. So bringing all those players back, I think, is a really important part of them trying to run this thing back and going for that second Super Bowl ring. So yeah, I'm with you. I think their business was not acquisition like everybody else's. Their business was retention. It was making sure they kept all of their players that were important pieces that could have walked out the door. All right, let's go to the other side of the coin. Who are the losers? Who uh, who made the wrong moves here on day one? The losers, Stephen, are the New England Patriots. And what? I know, I know what you're thinking, Stephen. No. I know, I can hear it. I can see it in your eyes. You are saying the Patriots won free agency day one because they signed the most players. And that is how you win free agency. But I put it to you, Stephen, that they have signed the wrong players for too much money, by and large. They signed Jalen Mills, for God's sake. They're not winning free agency. I mean, no. That's one player. <laughs> what about the rest? Okay, they signed Jalen Mills. Just period, that's bad. They signed him for decent money. That's even worse. They have made Jonu Smith the third highest paid tight end in the NFL behind only Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Jonu Smith, I mean, what is his highest yardage total in the season? It's like 500 or something. The guy's on 55 catches is like his... Maximum, like he hasn't been at that kind of level. Okay, you can project something better for him going forward, but that's a hell of a stretch already. Um, They've just thrown a lot of money at players that I don't think are necessarily massive needle movers. Matthew Judon is not quite Bud Dupree, but he's on the Bud Dupree end of the fool's goal spectrum when it comes to pass rushers. He's not like this impact pass rusher that's going to transform your defense in in one giant uh, move. It feels like they've just thrown a lot of money at things that I don't think are moving the needle as much as they need them to. Yeah, I think a lot of people are trying to figure out what are the Patriots doing? How, why why did Bill Belichick all of a sudden start to you know throw money around? And and I really think it's simple. So I think I think you calling them losers is too extreme. I think the people every news story right. You guys are waking up right now, listening to the PFF daily. You're going to fire up NFL Network and ESPN, and everybody's going to be talking about the Patriots in probably glowing terms, right? And a part mm-hmm. of that is just the cachet that Belichick has built up. Yes. Like Jalen Mills, he's a corner and a safety. Belichick loves that. J- Matthew Judon, he can rush and drop into coverage. P- Belichick loves that. I, if if the Patriots were a different team, right, a lower team, a team with a less spectacular reputa- reputation over the last 10 years, and they made these signings, 
they would be getting held up. They would be getting called losers. They would be like, oh, see, this is why the Jets don't win, because they go into free agency, they make the splash, they sign all these players that don't make sense, and they don't work out, and smart teams don't do that. Smart teams make the signings later on. If they were more like the Patriots, they'd be winning the AFC East every year. The Patriots have just done that, and because they're the Patriots, they're not getting criticized for it. This is like textbook losing in day one of free agency just splashing the money around left right and center on players that don't necessarily deserve it no i have i have two slightly different takes first of all i want i'm looking at the the moves the texans make and it's like mark ingram here <laughs> and special team there what what if nick casario was holding the checkbook the entire time what if nick yeah. casario was the cheap one and belichick was the one trying to spend all the money like they just let him go this year it's funny because if you look at the moves the texans have made they have actually been all quiet, understated, but good moves. Like they're they're each one of them individually is actually a tiny percentage point of a positive for this team. I think they've actually been smart moves. And if they were getting made on a team that already had a pretty good roster in place, you would be like, this team is crushing free agency. They're going in under the radar. They're making a bunch of little smart moves, and they're just chipping away at these uh, these little pieces that will move that roster in a better place. But because the Texans are like an absolute dumpster fire in terms of that roster, it's like, well, all right, this is very nice, but it's a little bit like rearranging the deck chairs in the Titanic. Like, when are we going to patch the giant hole in the side of the ship? And at the moment, there's no sign of them doing that. Let me let me just recap the, the Patriots stuff here. By the way, free agency 30. That's the promo code you need. 30, 30% off Edge or Elite this entire week during free agency over at PFF.com. Uh, maybe even beyond that, but free agency 30. Patriots, I'm viewing this through a different lens. I don't think they lost. I don't think they won. I think they're building a roster around a cheap quarterback. Essentially, they have a rookie contract quarterback, Cam Newton, on a backup deal. And, and I think because they're filling all their holes, Sam, we would go, we would say, fill your holes in free agency, go into the draft with no weakness this is the same thing I just said about the Bucs. Now, maybe the Patriots are overpaying for some of these guys, but they finally have the cap space. They have a cheap quarterback. They, they attacked with two wide receivers in Nelson Aguilar and Kendrick Bourne. They got a tight end in Jonu Smith. The playmakers are definitely way better than they've been in past years. Yeah, they overpaid for Matthew Judon, and maybe uh, Devon Godshaw is not a great all-around defensive tackle. Fine. But they're going into the draft with far fewer holes, and I think they're going to make a power move for their quarterback. So they're going to get a rookie quarterback here, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, whoever it might be, and, it, and I think they're at least moving in the right direction as an organization. Their team's better today than it was coming into the day. So I'll say that. I didn't even get to my losers. We're running a little long here on the daily, but we got to get it in. It's a big day. I was going to say the Pittsburgh Steelers in their offensive line because all of Big Ben's friends are gone, but I'm going to go Tennessee Titans. I think everything about the Titans is going in the wrong direction. I, I think the Titans, they lost John U. Smith, who we just mentioned, tight end. They, Corey Davis, their number two wide receiver, signs with the Jets. They have nobody for Ryan Tannehill to throw to. And then on, on the defensive side, they felt like they had to get a pass rusher. They did in Bud Dupree, another guy we think is a little overrated for the money. But I think the underrated, really bad move is losing Malcolm Butler. Like If you have money to pay Bud Dupree, you have money to pay Malcolm Butler, who's a more valuable player in that secondary and one that you really need. I just think the Titans are getting worse at wide receiver and tight end, and it's the worst place to get worse at. And it's really bad for this roster. Yeah, I could see that. That is is not ideal. I'll grant you that. They're still not the uh, the losers that the Patriots are today. But you know, 
Okay. Oh, wow. Vrabel and Belichick, the big losers per uh, the PFF NFL Daily. Let us know who are the big winners. Day one of free agency. The good news is we have day two, three, and all sorts of more stuff to happen. It's PFF NFL Daily. Okay.